0: Hello, and welcome back to Orange Perspective. Jason is joined today by the North Indianapolis Breakout Games Manager, Courtney Oliphant. In today's episode, we get to know Courtney's management style and what makes her story unique. Hey, everybody in the Orange Perspective Nation, we are here in the middle of a pandemic, but the show must go on, so we are still doing a podcast, and I am here with Courtney Oliphant. Is that correct? Did I say your last name right?
1: Yeah, you actually did.
0: Wow. The last podcast I recorded, I got it wrong. I asked before how to pronounce last names, and I got every one of them wrong. Um, so, Courtney Elefant, what location are you at?
1: I am at North Indianapolis.
0: And what do you do there? Because I totally left that out as well.
1: I am the general manager, and I actually started off at the South Indianapolis store.
0: So you've been to both Indianapolis stores as the general manager. Yes. All right. Let's talk about you personally. What are you doing during this quarantine?
1: Uh, so my husband and I bought a foreclosure a few years ago, so we kind of always have ongoing projects. Um, a lot of them usually get pushed to the side because we both work full time. So I'm just taking full advantage of that.
0: That's That's a really good project to have right now. I think most people are just like sequestered in a house or an apartment, and they have Netflix and maybe a couple board games and some video games, but that's about it. You guys have a whole project to do. That's great.
1: Yeah, I hate house flipping, so um, it's going to be wor- like work to me, but it'll give me a good time to get it done.
0: That's great. Are you originally from Indianapolis?
1: I'm from Northwest Indiana, but I have been in Indy for over 10 years now.
0: What part of Northwest Indiana?
1: Um, just like 45 minutes outside of Chicago so kind of like the region if you've ever heard of it but a really small town called DeMont
0: DeMont my parents yes. lived in Portage, Indiana for a little bit okay is that close that's to that's not far at all okay that's what I thought and then I grew up in Indiana as well so we are both native Hoosiers which is a really cool thing I grew up in Santa Claus, Indiana have you ever been there?
1: I haven't, but I've heard a lot of good
0: things. Yeah, Holiday World. It's an amusement park. It used to be called Santa go. Claus Land. You should. We should We should go after this pandemic is over. We should all do a big <laughs> trip to Holiday World. It would be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. It would be. Great team building.
0: It would be. <laughs> Great team building, ride the rides, <laughs> go to Splash and Safari, uh, get in the wave pool together. I, I love the lazy river there. It's one of the best. Anyway, so a little bit about you. Uh, And some of the things that I like to ask are, like, what your favorite things are. So give me your favorite movie, your favorite song, and your favorite book.
1: My favorite movie, I think I'm a true 80s baby, so Pretty in Pink is, I know, you know, an oldie but a goodie. But that is and will always be my favorite movie. Uh, I'm a hopeless romantic, so, you know, and I always love to cheer for the underdog. So that movie sums it up. Love it. Song, I would say thunderclouds by lsd and books probably the harry potter series
0: okay do you like the movies as well
1: i do love the movies but i'm a reader so the books i mean and that was like right probably when i was 15 to 17 so very magical time to discover the harry potter series so the books will always have a special place in my heart
0: have you been to harry potter world
1: I was supposed to in October, but due to the uh world events that probably will not happen until next year, so.
0: Oh, bummer. Yeah. I was able to go twice last year, oddly enough. I'm not a huge Harry Potter person. I've read a couple of the books um but I was able to go twice. It's pretty amazing. You definitely need to go. You need to go. You need to get a pass to both of them, to both parks. And the train that takes you back and forth is the Harry Potter train, which is really cool. Uh, So you got to do it. That sounds awesome. You definitely need to do it. So what do you do for fun?
1: I am an outdoor kind of person. So I love to go swimming, hiking, just anything I can be outdoors. Uh, We haven't done much mountain bike riding since we started working on the house, but my husband and I used to really be into mountain bike riding. So really just anything that gets me outside. I love the sunshine
0: do you have any hobbies other than mountain biking
1: no not really house flipping Um, house flipping has taken over our lives for the last couple of years so i haven't had too much time um but i have started to really get into it's probably going to sound a little silly but learning how to like do my makeup. So by watching like YouTube videos and stuff. So I don't know, maybe one day I'll look into like a YouTube channel or something. I know that's a big thing right now.
0: So you might, you're thinking maybe you have your own YouTube channel showing people how to put on makeup. Is is that what you're saying?
1: Potentially. Wow. <laughs> I'm, is, I'm like in the very beginning stages of learning things. So we'll see where that goes. Okay. But so I'm, it's a lot of fun and
0: I'm very curious. I, I don't I don't know anything about makeup. So this is a thing <laughs> where it's like an art or it takes a lot of skill to be able to put makeup on?
1: It does. Um I would say it definitely takes a lot of skill that I have not yet acquired. But um, I'm not a very creative person. I'm definitely like type A. So this is the, really the only way I can express my creativity so i'm not afraid of colors and i'm not afraid to walk out in public you know with a bunch of stuff on my face so it's been a lot of fun to experience and just play around
0: so is it like getting the right i'm sorry if i'm asking too many questions about makeup i'm just very curious um so is it like getting the right shades or the right blends or the right things that match or the colors or yes yeah all those things
1: All of the above. You have to make sure you have the right colors for your skin tone. You have to make sure it's blended. You don't want to walk out looking like a clown. Uh, I mean, I guess you could. It's personal expression, so however you want to look. Um, But I used to wear makeup all the time, and then when I kind of got into my late 20s and early 30s and career was so focused and busy, you know, I took a backseat with that. So now I've had some time to play around with it, and... You know, I'm not really of the generation where you have YouTube channels and all of that stuff, but I'm learning and I think that people, you know, make a real hobby and have followings and I don't know that it will ever turn into that, but I find it very intriguing.
0: (laughs) Well, that's great. I hope that one day you have a YouTube channel where you are (laughs) teaching me how to put makeup on and maybe, maybe, maybe (laughs) I'll give it a try um, for sure. So let's talk, let's talk in terms of breakout. Were you hired originally as a manager Or did you get hired in a different position?
1: Um, So I was hired in directly as a general manager. I was already managing hotels. um, So I had not even ever played an escape room when I applied. Um, And then once I played, I was like, oh, this is so much fun and I definitely want to do this.
0: What is the big difference between working at a hotel and working at Breakout I mean, I can imagine there's a ton of differences, but you're you're in hospitality in both of those. How, how has that been, that transition from working in the hotel industry to working in the escape game industry?
1: I would say, like, the biggest difference is that a hotel just never stops. It never shuts down for any reason. Um, so it's like, very 24-7. With breakout, I mean, I do constantly find myself still like in all of the systems um, and running things from kind of like the background. I feel like that is because I'm so used to hotels being 24-7, but I mean, you could have an emergency at 4 a.m. that you have to go in and, you know, the pipes burst and you're taking care and evacuating guests. It's, It's incredibly stressful and it's very easy to get burnt out. So you lose kind of like your passion for doing it, which I did for about 13 years, but by the end I was... I was pretty
0: over it. And with breakout, there's not many in the middle of the night emergencies. I'm, I'm guessing <laughs> that you have to run in for someone yeah. accidentally got stuck in a room and didn't realize. I don't think that's ever happened. Hopefully, we've never had guests that yeah. accidentally got stuck in a room and we closed up and at 3 a.m. they're calling 911. <laughs> that would be. That
1: sounds terrible. That would be
0: horrible. That's right. That's why we don't actually lock people in yeah. in our rooms. Yeah. It's uh, just a game. So you were originally hired for South Indy. How long ago was that?
1: April of 2018. So this month will, or next month will be two years.
0: Okay. So how long were you there?
1: I left in December. So just shy of two years. I've only been here for about three and a half months.
0: Okay. And this brings us into the, the reason that I wanted to interview you. Uh, besides just getting to know you and everybody having a chance to to know all the the different general managers is you have a particular a story with going to two different stores that were already existing. And I'm very interested in how you approach that because you came in as a new leader. There was already a leader before. You had an existing team that was used to that previous leader. And then you come in, you have your own leadership style, your own personality. When, when you started at South Indy and you came in, you met the 10, 15, however, 20 people that worked there, what, what were some of the, the, the fears you had going in at the very beginning?
1: the Southside location, I don't know that I had too many fears centered around my staff because everything was so new to me um, that it was more just nerves and getting to know breakout and a brand new industry, how things ran. Um, Coming into Northside and understanding how the business side ran, I was definitely more nervous about taking over an existing staff. They were also more established. Southside, we kind of knew going into it that we may lose most of the staff um north side i already knew some of them i had a good working relationship teddy and i have always had a great relationship so um i wasn't like walking in blind and so there was a lot more um desire to like keep that team intact and work with them to make sure we can kind of hit the ground running together whereas south side it was just it was all new and it was like i have no expectations
0: yeah i think one i think coming into an existing staff and trying to take over a team that's already they know more than you in some sense yeah. about that location <laughs> yeah. or about how things are run or maybe in this particular instance there's a room that you weren't as familiar with or whatever and they are used to the previous person i think that's one of the most difficult things to do as a general manager what were what some of the biggest challenges that you've had to face in coming into an existing store
1: I think for Northside, um, more specifically, coming in right at the beginning of busy season. So it was like, okay, I can't really go in, guns blazing, risk alienating everyone, um, you know, have this whole walkout and not be staffed during busy season. I had already experienced a holiday season with breakout, so I knew what to expect. Um, I knew I was already going into a store with a volume that was almost double the amount. So I already had that to think about. Um, so it really made me think about how I had to approach the team because I couldn't risk losing a bunch of people at one time.
0: Sure. And is that something that you assume when you start a new position like this, are you assuming that you're going to lose some people?
1: yeah that's what i had always seen um taking over different hotels is almost always like people are very resistant to new management they get comfortable in the way they've always done things and no matter what when you have any management change things or shift things are going to change um people get very nervous about that and a lot of times they don't want to stick around and see if that's going to work out it's easier just to say hey i'm going to go find another job where i can you know make 10 bucks an hour and just start over fresh with somebody um so i Southside, I was fully expecting to lose most of the team, and we did. um, And then we restaffed kind of from the ground up there. But Northside was the first time that I was like, I really need this team to stay intact. So I didn't really know what to expect just because historically, I wouldn't be surprised if everyone had left, but we were really trying to work against that.
0: And you, in those two instances are are drastically different too, which I think is is a very interesting part of your story, is uh, Southside was not in a good condition was not a healthy location at that point as as a whole, and you were coming in and you were having to do extra work of trying to bring that store to the level that we wanted it to be at, and so you came in with different expectations and probably a little bit different strategy. And you come to Northside, which is a a more healthy location because the manager there just moved Teddy. Just we just moved him to a different position and a different uh, at Activate. And so you're walking into a healthy a healthy location as opposed to an unhealthy one, and so both of those are a little bit different. What would you say in terms of your strategy as you started, and you can use either one of these or or one of these? <clears throat> what would you say as you as you started and you were thinking about the new leadership style that you're about to. Um, introduced to this new location, what was some of your strategy and how to transition to your leadership style as opposed to the previous managers?
1: So I really just felt like communication was the biggest thing. I had actually sent out a survey before I started officially, um, just asking everyone, you know, how they like to celebrate holidays together, how they like to have fun, um, what did they need most from me, and, just, you know, various questions like that. The overwhelming answer was open communication. So I just decided, okay, I'm going to be as transparent as possible. And I'm going to spend these first two months just getting to know everyone, getting to know their personalities, um, how we would work the best together, what their strengths are, where their opportunities are. Um, Instead of going in, like I normally would be like, okay, guys, let's change this. Let's get this going. Like we need to get all of this rolling out. Um, I just focused more on building those relationships and kind of getting the the groundwork going. Um, but I was very clear about like, Hey, we're taking things easy because it's busy season and we're all new to each other. But you know, as soon as this is over and we slow down, like we have standards that we still have to meet, but like, let's just take some time to get to know each other.
0: So in that instance, you kind of made changes a lot slower than maybe in a different situation because that was what the situation called for.
1: Definitely. I mean, I think we're still entering that stage where we're starting to kind of tighten things down.
0: I got you. And do you feel like at this point, I, 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 you've been there how long? Three, four months?
1: Go, I think going on four months, yeah.
0: Going on four months. And you feel like after four months that you have finally got to a point where your leadership style has been able to take over and everyone feels comfortable with it at this point, or do you still feel like it's in limbo?
1: I think we have about 80, 85% of the team there. We definitely have people who still push back, um, you know, obviously everyone adjusts to change differently. So, you know, I'm not saying everyone's 1000% on board, but for the most part, the team is there. Um, And even something as simple as like, when I first started, you know, sending out a seven shifts message about, hey, guys, this is our review goal, you know, everyone needs to work on this, and getting a lot of pushback and a lot of fear of, you know, is this going to be a standard that's going to affect us Um, to where we just like talked about how important that is. And then a few weeks ago, I was on vacation. And I got multiple text messages from people like, Hey, check out our reviews. How are we doing? You know, just people showing that they care and they understand why. Um, and I really feel like that grew over those four months of it. They're not just trying to get that number because we talk about it. They're interested in getting that number. They're excited about it. And they want to show me that. Whereas four months ago, we would not have had that.
0: Hmm. That's a really good perspective. So looking back, here's a A different way that I want you to look at this. Looking back, what would you have done differently in either one of those or maybe one of those, uh, what are are some things that you would say, if I could do it over again, I would have approached it like this or I would have changed this of how I came into the situation?
1: I think one of the biggest things I would change is not necessarily – With the team-wise, but I think I would have put a lot more importance on learning the ins and outs of every game because I had four new games to learn, and then I had to relearn basically the three games that I already knew because they're different here. Um, And so, you know, there's still two of them that I have not actually run, but I probably could, but probably is not good enough, especially in a situation like the quarantine, where if we hadn't closed, I would be running all of the games that just kind of was like a wake up call to me. Like, okay, it is so important when you first get into the building to understand every room, what breaks them, you know, how to fix them, how to run them, because you're going to find yourself in a situation where you can't take care of the guests properly. If you don't.
0: Yeah, that's, (laughs) it's really good. Uh, If you were, I mean, it's, it's interesting how situations like this, the quarantine bring out things that you didn't think about before. And now you're forced to think about, Oh, okay. I should probably maybe, know all the rooms or whatever and it didn't dawn on you before because you have plenty of people and everything was running fine um that that makes that makes sense what are some pitfalls so one of the things that um let me back up Uh, one of the one of the things that i hope that this podcast will be used for in the future is when we hire a new manager that starts with an existing location. That we can send them this podcast and give them a few tips about how to how to approach their their new staff. What are some pitfalls new managers should watch out for when they're starting um, as a as a new manager?
1: I don't know if this is breakout specific per se, but I think there's such a fine line between being friends with your staff and being friendly with your staff. Um it's so important to care about them and to make sure they know that they can come to you for anything, but the more you blur that line, the harder it is to discipline, especially like in breakout where there are such not strict standards per se, but like well-known standards that we must meet. When you're overly friendly or you've blurred that line too much, it's just so hard to be like, I'm also the person you need to respect, and I'm also the person who makes sure we're holding these standards. So really just kind of find that line between showing them that you care but that you are still like in charge of making sure the store runs how it should.
0: I think that is so good to point out because I think our our first inclination when we start with people is I want them to like me and I want to hang out with them and I want them to, to think that I'm maybe the, the cool manager who can they can get along with. And if you do that too much or you have that perspective and there's not a healthy balance, then you get down the road a month or six weeks and you start having issues and you can't deal with those like what you're talking about in a proper way there's not as uh, accountability isn't built in and there's not a, a, a mar- the, the margins aren't there um where you you feel like there's boundaries that need to be there in in order to address issues and give proper feedback or 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 constructive criticism so i think that's really good to point out because i think that's a pitfall that happens a lot as you go in you want people to like you and although we're i, I don't think you would say or i would say they shouldn't not like you they shouldn't dislike you but there should right. be a healthy distinction between being a leader and and giving positive feedback and getting to know your your team but also keeping um the right um distinction between who you are as the leader and supervisor and manager and um the fact that they are answering to you and being held accountable is uh, is a really healthy balance. So what, um, last question for you, what, what advice would you give someone starting as a new manager?
1: I would say <clears throat> Breakout specifically, my advice would be to buy into the culture, dive right in, live it, breathe it, understand it. Um, because I have seen an entire team who believes it and wants to live it, and I've seen an entire team who's never really heard the language before. So it makes a difference. Um, And when they see you acting upon that, like when we're really out here to help each other flourish, and we're just doing the best that we can, we're just bringing every um, seven-star experience that we can to the guests, and the team sees that, they'll embrace it, and it just makes a complete difference in in how we operate. Um... not breakout specific wise, I would say, have the tough talks. Because I used to shy away from them, I would still say I'm working on that. But it's hard to have those tough talks. I have realized from people having those tough talks with me that that is the only way we can grow and get better. And so you're actually hindering your team when you don't have those talks. They don't know maybe what they're doing wrong. Maybe it's someone thinks, oh, she just doesn't like me. You know, there's an emotional aspect to it. But if you just sat down and cleared the air and say, hey, here's what I need you to work on. uh, You know, you can still have that. And like, we are still a team. We're still together. But this is what we need to work on together. Allow them to give you things to work on as well. Um, Just have that open communication because it is hard in the moment, but it makes all the difference.
0: That's really good advice. Well, Thanks, Courtney, for taking the time out of your very busy quarantine schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you for having me. For sure. And uh, good luck on transforming your new house or the house that you are flipping and all the other wonderful things that you're trying to do during this quarantine. And hopefully we'll all be back online and running games um, in the blink of an eye and everything will be okay. I'll be ready for that. (laughs) Well, thanks for all the advice and um, for all the wonderful feedback that you've got in terms of how to manage an existing location. And um, we'll take it to heart and hopefully uh, it'll help a lot of people.
1: Thank you so much. I had a lot of fun talking to you.
0: All right. Thank you, Courtney. Thanks for tuning in. From everyone here at Orange Perspective, we hope you're staying safe, healthy, and social distancing. As always, if you have suggestions or you'd like to talk with Jason on the podcast, please email podcast at gmail.com. Until next week, goodbye.